welcome to the Mark's Ish Brothers podcast. My name is Joseph. I am Cam. And this week we are talking about the movie Fargo. Uh, but before we get into that, I do have some movie news. I'm throwing a curveball here. Um, so I have some news for you, Cam. I'm not sure if you have any uh, news. But the reason I want to bring this to you is because I have a rant. And I'm not sure if you've looked at this, but the Golden Globes uh, released their nominees... Oh, I'll I'll look I'll look at the Golden Globe. Not I'm curious. Okay, well I'm not angry at like any category except for one, and that category is animation, because guess what movie isn't on there? Mitchell's versus the machines. Yes. What the heck? That's so. How can you watch any animated movie this year and not have that one at the top? Like, Luca made it on, which I thought was, like, we thought was, like, fine, but not, yeah, like, amazing. Fine. But, like, Mitchell's vs. the Machine is, like, groundbreaking and amazing, and it wasn't I, nominated. Oh. So I, I'm very frustrated about that. What are your thoughts on that? Dude, it got, okay, in very few Netflix things get a physical release. Yeah. Mitchell's the Machine's dead because of how beloved it is. And just because, like, it, it's great for kids and adults. Like it's yeah, it, it's Pixar tier, but not Pixar. And it, like right. basically, I, like I thought it was much better than Luca. Yeah, absolutely. It's just because it doesn't have the Pixar name on it that it didn't get a nomination, which I'm very frustrated by. And like so many animations, honestly, been like hitting out of the park the last couple of years. Like Spider Verse, this one. Uh, I'm trying to think of small, 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 small ones, but like just for, but like this one was so good. Like Mitchell Machines. Yeah, no, like I thought it was like pretty groundbreaking as an animated movie. Like it's so creative and unique, and I'm very disappointed that wasn't nominated. I mean, not like award shows are pretty, I don't know, pretentious and like usually aren't an actual show for what's good. But especially, especially, sorry, especially the Golden Globes because the Golden Globes is that the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Like it's not like, yeah, uh, I I don't know who runs it, but it's the one that's uh, like TV shows and movies. Yeah, but it's like it's not even like film f- filmmakers. It's just like press people from like other countries that are like, oh, well, you know, like uh, basically how the Golden Globes on no 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 nomination is, is basically like the more money you give, the, 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 the more the more money you give to like reporters and stuff on on movie sets is what gets nominated. <laughs> Classic <sighs> capitalism, I tell you. Um, more news: uh, the trailer for everything. Everywhere, all at once, just dropped this week. Uh, I showed it to you, or I sent it to you. I am obsessed with it. What are your thoughts on it? God, Michelle Yeoh, goddamn. Just more Michelle Yeoh and everything. That's just what we have. And I'm so excited for it. It looks so good. I am really excited to see almost like a Marvel-y movie, but indie. Because it's like all like multiverse stuff. Yeah, because like the, the, the quotes of the movie, they, they, they've gotten to a Marvel ask indie movie is valerian and that movie is not good <laughs> yeah but i mean like this is a i mean i'm a bit of a a24 fanboy i'll admit it uh oh, yeah. and oh, this yeah. is a a24 movie so yeah. i'm hopeful but uh yeah. I, I know you don't have the same sort of uh love of a24 that i okay I, I what i've watched me i love but i just haven't seen as much as you like, I, I guess i love good time i love uncut gems I'm pretty sure those are, those are like, hold on, there's a couple of, uh, Moonlight, I think you, I'm thinking you, of that. You were okay about Green Knight. Yes, Green Knight, I was like, I felt that it got way too much, like, it, it's good, but like, oh man, it's, uh, like, was it Best Picture? Uh, maybe, but like, I enjoyed some other things more, but like, it's still, it's still a good movie, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that, but it's not like, 
best movie I, 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 I've ever seen. Best performance. I love Dev, Dev, Dev Patel. Yeah. But the pacing and stuff is a little. It's, it's been better. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's still really good. It's still yeah. really good. Uh, uh, have you seen good. The Lobster? I have not. Hunter was telling. Um, our, our, our friend Hunter was reminding me to watch that one today because we, we, we saw some. You're one of the most movies at the store. And he was like, hey, should we, should we watch The Lobster? I'm like, I know, I showed you right. Because <laughs> that's one of the early A24 movies, and it's pretty great. I, I enjoy it. I know some people don't like it, but I really enjoy it. I'm a big uh, Colin, Colin Farrell fan. Yes, Colin no, he, he's great. Um, also, uh, Nicolas Cage, uh, he somewhat recently got announced that he is uh, going to be playing Dracula in Renfield. I, I know that we both like <sighs> Nicolas Cage a lot, and I think he's going to be an amazing Dracula. He'll be so good. Uh, the cast language, I think it's Nicholas Holt who's playing Dracula. I'm oh, sorry, who's playing Ren- 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 Renfield. I think so, yeah. Uh, well, they uh, keep on announcing people, and it seems like a pretty stacked cast. I don't yeah. even know what the movie's about, but I was like, hey, Dracula, Nicolas Cage, yeah. amazing mix. Yeah, Ben Schwartz just just signed on. That's right. I, I like Ben Schwartz. Have you seen uh, Schwartz and Middleton on Netflix? Uh, I've seen the first episode. Did you like it's it? It's so good. We're, we're, Oh yeah, I think it's the, the, the one with the wedding. Or no, it's the one. Yeah, it's the wedding. Is the the first episode? I think. Oh, it's so good that one. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I, it, we it's, are it's very ten funny. years old. Also, we are in love. Uh, and then uh, my my final bit of news is sad. Um, I don't know if you know who this is, but uh, Lena uh, Wertmuller. Uh, she died uh, at age ninety five. Uh, she is best known for Seven Beauties. Uh, she was actually nominated for uh, best director, and she was actually the first woman to ever be nominated for Best Director. Wow. Uh, which is pretty cool. That was, I think, in 1977. Uh, and she won, an, well, not won, but she was given an honorary Oscar uh, in 2019, and she uh, just died this past week. I can't say I've watched it. Or, or, or watched that, or, or heard, her, heard her name before. So, But, yeah, I, I just yeah. thought it would be nice to recognize her, since she is a, a pioneer of, of film at being... The first uh, woman director nominated. Anyways, that's the, that's the news of the week. <laughs> now let's get into Fargo. Do you have some fun facts for us? Oh yeah, this is when we came out um, on my birthday in 1996, so three years before I was born. Uh, it uh, had about a bunch of seven. Okay, first, off, it's, it's directed by Joel Cohen, written by Joel and Ethan Cohen. So I guess it's, it's a Cohen brothers. It's one Cohen, but they're both involved. Uh, so it's the, it's been, we can call it Coen Brothers. Shot by Roger Deakins, the Lord God himself. Uh, <laughs> uh, music by Carter Bur- Burwell, uh, a long-time collaborator with the with the Coen Brothers, as well as Roger, Roger Deakins. That's not the first movie movie they've done done together. Um, budget of seven mil- million and it grows sixty. So that's uh, almost about a ten uh, not ten time return. That's uh, pretty good. Really, really good cast. Obviously, Francis McDormand as Marge, William H Macy as Jerry, Steve Buscemi as Carl, as Peter Stormare of Twenty Two Jump Street fame as Grimsrud. Yes, um, and basically, uh, do you want me to read out the summary of it? Sure. So the the letterbox summary says this is from Letterboxd. A lot can happen in the middle of nowhere. Jerry, a small-town Minnesota car salesman, is bursting at the seams with debt. But he's got a plan. 
He's going to hire two thugs to kidnap his wife in a scheme to collect a hefty ransom from his wealthy father-in-law. It's going to be a snap and nobody's going to get hurt until people start dying. So, what did... Uh, I've seen this movie. I love this movie. Oh, this so is good. your first time seeing it. What are yes. your initial thoughts? I love it. it I get why you love it. Um, it, it it's, not, it's not my first Coen Brothers experience. Uh, I think I've seen or, or, or Brother Art Thou and I'm say a couple others. Um, but, like, it's really good. It, it pays well. It's nice. It, feel, it, feel, it feels short. Small cast. Every character's kind of quirky. I feel, it feels very Canadian, I guess, because, like, North... Because Fargo for, for, for was, like, three hours away from us. Yeah. So... And, like, I've, I've been to Fargo many times. Oh, same, oh, same here. And it's, like, looking at all of, of like, the, the iconography. I'm like, oh, man, oh, man. Like, yeah, I've been to the Twin, Twin Cities. And, you know, like, it's a, it, it's it feels very, very familiar. Mm-hmm. It feels like a world that I've been in because I have been in it. Obviously, not, not, not in the 90s. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you were born in the 90s. Uh, okay, I was I was alive for nine months of of the of the nineties. Exactly, that's more than me. I was I was almost a nineties baby, but not quite. Oh, S- seven almost. days off. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, I, what I think this movie does best is character. Like, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of action, but like you feel so like connected to each of the characters. Not really connected, but like invested in a way and you like kind of understand what makes each character tick which i think is quite impressive how well that's done in like an hour and a half uh did you notice that as well what was that sorry i i got sorry i actually i actually i talked and i missed the last thing last thing you said oh just just uh about like character development oh oh yeah i all the characters kind of feel like well like morally gray but like they all kind of they they all Quirky and seeing them grow at the end, I'm like, like, but by, by, by like Jerry just like, is Jerry a bit the bad guy? Yeah, but like, is he like the worst person you've ever seen? He's fun, no, but like, you know, you still want him to get caught. <laughs> Even yeah. like Buscemi and Stormare as a thug, I'm like, these guys are just trying to, sure, just trying to make, make a buck. Yeah, pretty much. The, <laughs> the only people that you really like are, are Marge and Norm. Yeah, pretty much. Norm's, Norm is pretty based. I like Norm. Norm's funny. <laughs> he's in uh, John Carroll Lynch. He's he was in oh, Trial of the Chicago Seven. He was in that. I'm like I'm, like it's always a nice to see since someone's like bit part like character actors show up in, in more things because you're kind of like oh yeah it's, it just makes you know, cinema more cohesive. You know, he's like, he's yeah. in one of my favorite uh, comedies, Crazy Stupid Love. I've not seen that one. It is Plus. very funny. Uh, I I recommend. Um, but yeah, uh, what I find fascinating about this movie is like how dull it is. Like (laughs) not, not in like the characters and stuff, but like in the setting, uh, if that makes sense. Like, like every set piece feels very kind of boring. Yeah. But like what's happening around you is so chaotic that it makes what's happening around you feel more realistic because it's in such a dull setting, if that makes sense. Did you find that too? If, if, yeah, if I'm not confusing like, you, because like yeah, it's like a small town. Like it's just like, like Fargo's not a big city. It's a pretty small city. Like it's probably the size of Winnipeg. When Winnipeg isn't that big. <laughs> well, not even that, but like even like when, uh, like the wife is getting kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, like the house looks like, like, 
friends' houses I went to, <laughs> like in in the early two yeah. thousands. Like, like 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 usually when it's like a kidnapping, it's like oh like there's like this either it's like a rundown house or it's like this huge mansion. Whereas this is just like yeah. oh it's just a house. And like it, it's now the nothing shot in a, in a very like particularly exciting way, mm-hmm. which I think is definitely part of the appeal of Robert Diggins. He makes things feel lived in and like how you actually experience things. And like you want to experience it like a like yeah, like, especially because like. Especially because, like, a lot of people think, like, oh, man, like, small town crime is such a big thing. Like, nothing happens in, in small town. Like, like, like so when, when when crime does happen, it's like, oh, okay, like, it's just kind of mundane. Yeah. And uh, I think, like, the way it's shot, like, going back to, like, Roger Deakins, I think this is a very well shot uh, film. Um, but what I find, like, what really draws me in is the way it's shot. And, like, usually in this type of movie... Um, like a kidnapping, you'd think there'd be lots of fast cuts. Uh, like you'd be like, like the camera would be like uh, following the people around and stuff. I think there's only like two times where the camera like follows a character. Uh, I think it's a lot of very long shots. Um, it feels almost like a documentary, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like. Yeah, sure. Like, like, let's say, uh, like the dinner scene, uh, like when um, she go, uh, Marge goes to the Radisson to to meet her friend. Yeah, like, like that scene has like nothing to do with the movie at all, really. <laughs> but like, it builds character. A going back to my initial point, and B, it like just the way it's shot, it feels like it could be like a mockumentary in a way of someone's life, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's again also a very particular Roger Deakins. Charm is how all of his movies kind of feel like you're there, mm-hmm. and have have that documentary, and like real life feel. I I think in the hands of a lesser cinematographer, movie would not be as good. It did. I feel like it's very hard for some for cinematographers to uh, to make things feel lived in because a lot of his cinema is based on like spectacle and like making things look fancy and fresh and. This movie's like no, we make make things look, look look mundane, normal, lived in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even like the the last the last chase scene with with uh, Pierre Pete Starmer on the on the on the ice, and like it's just like just a couple shots. Like and even like you know, there's not like there's not like close up on the on his knee when he gets shot. It's kind of like he just falls down. Yep. <laughs> like. Well, and that's and going to that shot, like I, I love the juxtaposition of him getting shot uh, to like earlier in the movie when he like kills like uh, like the couple of people in the car after they witness like the yeah. state trooper that got killed. That juxtaposition, I think, really is a, a testament to the Coen brothers' writing and yeah. like how well thought out like their movies are. Um, have you like you said you've watched like Oh Brother, How Art Thou, right? Yes, I want to see if I've seen, seen it anymore. I know they've done obviously more than this, but uh, Joel Cohen. Because, uh, like, the, well, oh, uh, Ballad of Buster Scrubs. Yes, love that movie. Um, they also did uh, The Big Lebowski. Not sure if you saw that one. Have not seen it. Uh, Raising Arizona. I have seen that one. That we, yep. Did you I like Raising that. Arizona? I did. I love that one. Because, yeah, I, I find cage. that, like, what the Cohen brothers do really well is telling mundane stories but making them fascinating. Yeah. 
And like having like well, larger, larger than life characters in those mundane stories. Exactly. Like, well, Racing Arizona. That's a that's a very chaotic movie, but oh it's great. Like like it's basically about like two like working class people who are just trying to have a kid, and then all of yeah. a sudden, boom, <laughs> chaos. And like, a brother Robert that was like, how can you tell like a real life version, like like a more working class version of the Odyssey? Exactly. Yeah. And it works. Yeah, I, I think they are some of like the better writers in today's like Hollywood. I'm I'm very curious about their Macbeth because that's the that's the, the the tragedy of of Macbeth is them, right? Yes. Uh, well, it's for sure Joel. Joel I don't yeah. I don't know if it's Ethan. Joel is married to Francis. Yes. Yeah, I believe so. That's but cool. I am I'm I'm very pumped about that movie. Me too. <laughs> Not going to so lie. Um, but yeah, uh, I I do love how well they tell uh, like stories of just like normal people, but they still are very entertaining. Yeah. Um, I also really liked the lighting in this movie. Like it, it mm-hmm. again, like uh, this movie doesn't feel necessarily as cinematic. Like there are times when it does. Um mm-hmm. But, like, the lighting of this movie, it just feels so, like, real. <laughs> like, like uh, when the father gets shot, I think that's, I think that might be my favorite scenes in the movie. It might yeah. be, be weird, but I just, I love that sequence of events of, uh, like, the lighting of the parking lot. Because it's, like, a bit in a parking lot that looks, like, lighting exactly like this. Yeah. But there's like this crazy thing is happening. I think that they do it so well. And just like when he gets shot, like the puff of the down feathers is, I find, comical in a way, which isn't yeah. usually what happens in like a murder. Yeah. And just him shooting like his face open, I think, is just hilarious. And just like uh, it leads to a very funny moment when he's like putting like the little napkin on his face trying to stop the bleeding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it's great. Uh what did you think of like the acting performances in this movie? There's there's a lot of sound notes. I love Steve Buscemi. Yeah, he's good in everything, but like again, like the way he's acting when he, when he gets a, when he gets a, a gunshot in the face. More movies need to need to have people act with having facial wounds because like mm-hmm. I'm thinking of this one. I'm thinking of Timmy Dalton and Hot Fuzz. Right. Yeah. In the end, when he gets a freaking tower through his shit. There was there was face. Like, <laughs> yep. No, it's great. It's so good. It's so good. I oh. I think like Steve Buscemi, I think is definitely the standout in this movie, um, and obviously I like uh, Francis uh, McDormand. Um, I found sometimes the accent was a bit much, but overall, yeah. uh, it, it added to like some of the dark humor. Um, yeah. Did you feel the same way about the accent? Yeah, it felt because like. <laughs> I uh, obviously like people from North Korea don't don't have that that much of an accent. It's very like maybe they did in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different. Like we 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 know enough people from the American North, which is basically Canada. Uh, sometimes, sometimes like the joke is that North Dakota is that's just the forty. It's that that it's actually the eleventh province, or it's the fourteenth province because of territories and such. But. Uh, yeah, like, it's how close it is to Canada. But, like, yeah, the accent's very... We, I like it. Obviously, like, people, like, it's not... It, it, it does take you out of it, but, like, it also works. 
It, yeah. I think both are, both are true. And <laughs> in like some, uh, some well, way. Uh, going back, uh, like the accent of I'm not sure if you remember the scene, but of the two girls who Marge uh, investigates because they had like sex with the, the two criminals. Yes, yes, the sex uh, workers. Yeah, those are their actual accents. Hmm. Fun fact. I, I I watched the uh, uh, Roger Deakins um, commentary, and he was talking about that. It's it's very good. I, I recommend. I, I bought Hello. the I bought the iTunes uh, version of this movie just because it has the Roger Deakins uh, commentary. I love him talking about movies. So uh, I'm curious if we because like him and his wife have a podcast. So I'm curious if they've ever talked talked about this one. On, on the podcast before that's a good question i love i love i i honestly i, I could hear like filmmakers talk about mov- movies for like ever and i wouldn't get bored of it you know i i love commentaries commentaries are great oh yeah and that's why i love uh blu-rays because usually they have good uh bonus features true very true oh collect f- physical media friends collect physical media Yes, then, and, and not NFTs because they are bad for the environment. No, no fucking thanks. That's why I said that. <laughs> oh, oh, got him. Um, These freaking titties. Yes. What What did you think of the role of police in this movie? Let's go to the, the political side of this. Do you find this to be copaganda or not really? <sighs> the very existence of police makes it copaganda, but also like I like how it shows like. Man, like there's, there's, there's like five of them. It's a small town, so like yeah, crimes crimes gonna happen because like there's like five guys. Great, someone gets kidnapped. Okay. I also like how like it's a little bit girl bossy, but how she's she's the only the only, the only, the only like smart smart cop, and she kind of like solves solves the case kind of like immediately. Like when when she gets to, <laughs> when when they get get to the car crash scene, she's like oh, yeah, so this happened, this happened. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yep, makes makes sense. <laughs> and and what I found funny is like uh, when she like barfs like no I just think I'm gonna barf or <laughs> whatever I'm gonna barf. And, and it's it's not because of the dead bodies it's because she's, she's pregnant, pregnant yeah. which I, I think is like a nice little little humor um, I I also kind of I find it interesting that she's like the breadwinner and her husband is kind of just a stay at home dad without the child yet he works for the postal service he does things well he doesn't work for the postal service he just paints but he he makes he he makes art or something yeah he he paints ducks well he just paints ducks and then his his stamp was chosen so like yeah he just, he just paints ducks <laughs> that's that's not really it honestly chad maneuver just be a stay-at-home husband and draw ducks <laughs> i mean that that's the dream <laughs> so society if men could just draw ducks <laughs> perfect but and, and he, he's pretty great i mean he brings uh marge Lunch and stuff, coffee and he makes her, her eggs. Bre- yeah, breaks breakfast in the morning. Exactly. No, no Norm. Norm is is a is a, is a great guy. Great guy. Norm um, like Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, Chad Gunderson. That's what it is. Norm. Only Chad Gunderson. That's the last name. Oh boy. Yes. <laughs> Um, I also liked, this is random, but the Old Dutch product placement. I didn't realize they had Old Dutch in the States, but I guess we're pretty close to the border, so maybe they they do. I don't know. I mean, yes, it wouldn't take that much longer to ship there than it would to ship to here. So. Yeah. But, you know, there's lots of Old Dutch chips I saw in this, so I was like, hey, cool, I like Old Dutch chips. And they're cool. unionized, so go Old Dutch. 
would have been cool if they had like some Hawkins cheesies in there, but uh, alas. <laughs> Next time, in, in, in the remake, that yeah. will inevitably happen because every single movie is remade. True. Ugh, don't mind me. I, I, I hate. I don't hate the idea of remakes. I just hate it when remakes are just like bad. You, you should have like a cap. Like you can only remake a movie like every fifty years. Normal, normalize not making shitty remakes. Yeah, pretty much. Because like. RoboCop, like, it's it's pretty anti-cop. It's pretty anti-big business and like pretty based movie and and like also also like pro gore and sex and whatever. And the new one just like oh no, none of that. Just raw raw police officers, big business. Oh yeah, brother. Yeah, I mean, in a way, Dread is kind of like the modern remake of RoboCop, and it's and it's good too, so it works exactly. <laughs> So I the the new RoboCop I don't consider a RoboCop remake. True. I I consider Dread to be the continuation. <laughs> Normalize good remakes. I'll say that. Uh, oh, what, what is a good remake? Uh, the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Kong is, Skull Island. Uh, have you seen the original Kong? Uh, like the Peter Jackson or like the the, the third third thirties. The thirties. I've not seen the thirties one. Oh, it's pretty great. Well, it's something. It's a ride. But Kong Skull Island is based and like anti-Vietnam and has CCR and has Monkey. So there you go. I haven't seen it. It's on my list. They'll they'll have Monkey, so it works. But. There you go. Anyways, going back to Fargo. Do you have any? Uh, uh, this is this your first time. Do you have any other observations that you have? It's just, it's just so good. It's short. It's an only hour and four forty minutes. It's, it's good. It's quick it's funny it's easy it's like quick it, it, it's a good time is what it is it, it it knows what it is it does it it works you know can't yeah. complain yeah exactly uh do you have a a rating for it you have two th- two thumbs up there you go i i also give it a two thumbs up and now it is time for the new game that i invented <laughs> where i i read out well today it's gonna be four i read out four reviews oh and one of them I made up. And you have to decide which one I made up. Oh, and if you get it, I give you a crisp high five the next time I see you. Lovely. All right. Here we go. Are, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Review number one. <laughs> they set up Norm to go ice fishing and let me down. I need the Deacon's Cut. Okay. <laughs> that, that is the first review. Second review. Top two favorite mo- uh, moments. Number two, Steve Buscemi covered in someone else's brains, distressingly muttering, Whoa, daddy. Number one, when Francis McDormand was on screen. True. Review number three, Ned Flanders' origin story. Yeah. And final review, um, did I watch the same movie as everyone else? Which one uh, is the fake one? Number three. Uh, Ned Flanders' origin story? Yes. You are incorrect. No! It was the first one. They set up Norm to go ice fishing and let me down. I need the Deacon's Cut. I, I made thought, that up. How do you make, okay, how, how do you make all, all the good ones? Because like, literally, like, it's not fair how clever you are and like <laughs> how... How film bro you sound? He's like, I can imagine someone on Little Dead Box writing, writing that out. 
it's well i mean this is only the second time so it could go downhill very quickly (laughs) that's that's true but uh fun fact that is a reference to the deacon's commentary track where he mentions that they actually filmed norm going ice fishing and it was cut from the movie and he was disappointed that it was and that is my fun fact for the movie. Uh, man, normalize ice, fish, ice fishing in movies. Well, because they set up with, like, the night crawlers and everything. Like, Oh, yeah. He, he was set up to, to uh, go ice fishing, and they just, they just let, let us all down. Now I'm just going to provide for his family, do ice fishing. Like, I, I've been ice fishing in North, North Dakota. I didn't catch anything, but I've, I've done it. Yeah, it, it's a good time. I like ice fishing. Normalize... John Carroll and Ice Fishing in every movie he's in. Yes, well, I, I, I'm, I'm 0 for 2 against you so far in this game, so go me. I mean, you mean you're 2 you, you mean you're 2 and 0. Oh, I'm, yes. I, I'm 0 you're, two. You're 0 2. I'm 2 and 0. I'm taking the L. But, w. but it's, it's a 2 for 0 for the both of us on having fun recording the podcast. Exactly. There you go. That's, that, all, that's all that really matters. Anyways, do you have any recommendations for this week? Oh, dude, Daredevil. Uh, I want you to have... If I have Given it, I'm not sure if I've recommended it, recommended it before, but uh, man, I'm watching through it again, and I'm like, man, how does Sean keep getting better every time? But like, it does. <laughs> so you're Tra- talking about the the movie? No, no, yeah, the show, not the movies on Ben Affleck. Although the cut of that movie, actually good. But alas, I'm talking about the the show starring Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio, John Bernthal. As Punisher in season two, it's very good. It's poggers, and like it's just so good. Uh, yeah, and maybe you can't. Well, can't buy. said said that like if Troy Cox, if Daredevil is in the MCU, Troy Cox will will be playing him. So it's it's probably can. That, that's pretty great. Yes, um, that's a good recommendation. My recommendation is The Green Knight. Because we talked about it, and also nice. because it is a Christmas movie, so that is, you should watch it for Christmas. Is my recommendation. Also, go watch No Way Home. Also, also a Christmas movie, which I will be watching hopefully soon. Hopefully soon, it'll be better. Be better. Yes. Anyways, that has been our podcast this week. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week when actually I know what we're talking about. We're talking about It's a Wonderful Life. So yeah, we are. Let's go. Stay tuned for that. Can't wait for that. Bye-bye now.